أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يسبح لله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير هو الذي خلقكم فمنكم كافر ومنكم مؤمن والله بما تعملون بصير خلق السماوات والأرض بالحق وصوركم فأحسن صوركم وإليه المصير يعلم ما في السماوات والأرض ويعلم ما تسرون وما تعلنون والله عليم بذات الصدور ألم يعتكم نبع الذين كفروا من قبل فذاقوا وبال أمر ولهم مذاب عليم ذلك بأنه كانت تتيهم رسلهم بالبينات فقالوا فقالوا أبشر يحدوننا فكفروا وتولوا واستغنى الله والله خني حميد زعم الذين كفروا أن يبعثوا قل بلى وربي لتبعثن ثم لتنبعن بما عملتم وذلك على الله يسير فآمنوا بالله ورسوله والنور الذي أنزلنا والله بما تعملون خبير بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله السمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد صدق الله العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم This evening it occurs to me to explore the core theme 
which lies at the root of our endeavor for liberation. <coughs> and it's a theme that we have discussed here innumerably times and in new, uh, on innumerable occasions. And that theme has to do with gratitude. <clears throat> we we understand that the virtue that underlies all other virtues is gratitude. All virtues in action and in transaction can be relayed to two possibilities. In any situation that Allah puts you in, He either wants you to do something generous or He wants you to do something courageous. There isn't a third. However, what sits behind the the uh, the possibility of doing something which is generous is that you are grateful because generosity is by definition giving to give away because if you aren't giving to give away you're making an investment which is something else and that giving to give away is only possible because you recognize that you've received in excess of your due. And gratitude is the insight that you received in excess of your due. <coughs> so that your acting generously is based on any sincere acting with generosity is based on a grateful heart. If you aren't grateful and you think you're being generous, you're actually fooling yourself. At some level, you're, uh, you're actually busy with some game of mutual obligation. You're not giving to give away. That's not to say that giving generously doesn't cultivate the capacity to become grateful because if you give to give away, <clears throat> You cultivate the ability to recognize it when somebody does it to you. So it is true that generosity is a virtue. And it is true that generosity as a virtue also cultivates gratitude, just like gratitude cultivates generosity. Gratitude and generosity are basically concerned with how we deal with the past. <coughs> if you're courageous, this is basically concerned with how you deal with the future. If we said that Allah wants either you to do something generous or courageous in the situation that you're in, it also means sometimes He's asking you to put yourself on the line, to take a bullet for something. That capacity to be generous, or courageous rather, is only possible because you trust. Trust and courage enable each other like gratitude and generosity enable each other. <coughs> If I don't know that I can trust you, the only way I can discover that I can trust you is to take a risk with you, do a courageous thing. And once I've done that, I learn a little bit of trust. And having learned a little bit of trust, I can act in a more courageous way next time with you. So trust and courage set each other up.
the, what's very important in this entire scope, though, is to understand that if you, it is virtually impossible to trust if you do not view the past with gratitude. The inverse of viewing the past with gratitude is to view the past with resentment. And if I'm looking at the past in the spirit of resentment, it is not possible for me to look forward with trust. So of all of these virtues, gratitude sits at the core of the problem. All of our misery, all of our discontentment, all of our suffering is the product of our resentment. And to escape our suffering means we have to learn how to transmute our resentment into gratitude. The religious, among the Muslims, among many religious traditions, have somehow perverted this truth by turning worshipfulness and worshipful acts into um, uh, an accounting process where I do things in order to earn reward in Akhirah. In other words, I'm, my, my action, my worshipfulness is aiming forward. I'm still looking at the future. In fact, the future beyond the future, looking at after the grave. And what is implied in that is a tremendous discontentment with the current. And so it is not at all surprising that very often you find deeply religious people who are miserable human beings, who find it insufferable to be in their own skins. It's not at all surprising. Because they've got a life contract which isn't based on gratitude to their Rabb, it's based on discontentment. This isn't good enough. Inshallah, one day I'll have paradise and I have to do all of the suffering now to get paradise. And this is a miserable life contract. The deen that we're on, the life transaction that we're on, isn't based on an emptiness. It's not based on a discontentment. It's based on fullness. When we get up and we make a takbir on a masala, that takbir isn't um, a, a hope to earn some kind of a reward in the hereafter. That takbir is a fulsome expression of awe and gratitude to your Rabb for what he has already given you. And the recognition that what he has given you is so extraordinary to want anything else is basically a disagreeable um, uh, manifestation of ingratitude. So it means that fundamentally there are two very different ways of being worshipful. There's a way of being worshipful which is like... Um, it's based on a, on, a, on, a, on a hunger, an emptiness. It's uh, 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 putting yourself always at, as, as a miserable supplicant on this side of the universe, looking at your Rabb, please fool me. That's fine. It's your right to do that. But it's not the business that we're on here. The business that we're with is to discover that this that Fadlallah, this fount of overflowing blessing, is our birthright, and we have immediate access to it, because it is already there. <coughs> it is already there. We must just recognize it. The overflowing and overwhelming barakah 
that you are seeking is already manifest. If it wasn't the case, you would not be alive. <laughs> and so, so we are, we are in, our, in, our, in our, on our path, we are also people who, are, who concern ourselves with death, because we are people who concern ourselves with endings. Because we recognize that our suffering is based on an assumption that the story is not complete. I don't know if you've ever heard a piece of music where it's building <coughs> to a, a crescendo or it's building to a, a climax and suddenly they stop at mid-bar and you feel cheated because the thing didn't end. Or you're reading a story and, and they don't they don't finish, there's not a sense of completion in this. We, this is an abhorrent thing for us. Things need to end. You know, there's this English expression, all, all's well that ends well. Well, this is not a particularly useful way of framing that. What we should be saying, all that ends, ends well. As soon as something is genuinely ended, it is well. You see, if, you, if the thing's still got a, 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 um, an aftertaste, if it's still got an echo, it's still got an incompletion, then there's something hanging. It's not, it's irres it's not resolved. So we, we wish things to be resolved. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts each soul onto the planet with a, with, with, a, with a puzzle. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a bit of a treasure map. It's a He's got to work this thing out. And we all seek resolution. We all seek for the puzzle to be worked out. We want a resolution to our story. We want the ending. We want death. But not in a morbid... Uh, morose and kind of suicidal sense, we want the sense of completion. You see, think about this thing even historically. We are in horror at the, the nightmare of Palestine. And it's almost as if this thing just gets one iteration after another that gets worse and worse and worse. The real tragedy of Palestine is that it's actually the product of Europe in the 40s. The brutality that the Germans visited on the Jews didn't end. It got repeated. And the only question to ask is who the, the Palestinians are going to brutalize once they get out of their cage. So the thing rock knocks on until until there's a, a, a group of people or uh, there's an ability to say, well, it ends here, it's finished here. Then the story continues to produce drama. It continues to produce suffering. How does one then resolve the story? How, how does one end it? 
So it doesn't have an aftertaste. So it doesn't look forward and still seeks a resolution. Well, you do the inner work that needs to be done to recognize that whatever you have has been is good enough. It doesn't require more. Husband Allah, he is enough for me. How can you say that and then say I've got a contract with him for him to give me like hoodies in, in the hereafter? That's like, that's bizarre. You know? You just said he's enough. So he's not enough. Do you want more? If surely he's enough, you don't want more. Not only do we need to discover that he's enough, he is overflowingly, superabundantly adequate. Already. Your story's already ended. The nightmare of irresolution is your own product. If you allow it to end. It's scary to allow it to end because it's my heavens, then I don't, no, no longer have a future. But that actually isn't true. Because then whatever comes, you will recognize as being part of the same indescribable overflowing, which has already been the case in the past. It'll be ecstasy upon ecstasy, joy upon joy, overflowing upon overflowing. So we're sitting with a key to decode the whole problem. And the key is so stunningly simple. It is, it is almost like the joke of the pack. And that key is gratitude. Learn what there is to be grateful for. Exercise that. See just how extraordinary, extraordinarily your life has worked. And what an amazing sense of design there is in it. Find it within yourself. Find the magnanimity within yourself to truly recognize his, his, his overflowing and abundant blessing that he's bestowed on you. And your story is ended. There's no more discontent. There's nothing that needs to be resolved. The resolution lies in gratitude. And that you can choose instantly. May Allah grant us nearness to him. May grant us annihilation. May grant us death before we die. In Allah, our Malaikatu, Salu Alan Nabi, Ya Ibadina Amin, Salu Alayhi Wasalim, Tasma, Allah, Masali Allah, Sayyidina Muhammad, Abdika, Rasuli, Kanabir Mu'ala. Ali was Sahib was saying,